Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. All right, what is going on, everybody? It is the Nomad Strength Show. I'm Ross Hill, your host. We are a day behind on solo shows this week, and that is because, if you can't tell, I hope my voice isn't too unbearable to listen to. Uh, had a little bit of a head cold coupled with some major smoke from some wildfires close to me that rolled through a handful of days ago and just completely shot my sinus, dried out my throat, couldn't hardly talk very well for a couple of days. So was a day behind on getting the solo recorded and posted, but here we are now and we're going to do our solo show, which usually would come out on a Thursday. What I wanted to do with this solo show today is talk about something that uh, if I had to pick one thing to work with somebody on as it relates to their health, if, if I only had to pick one singular thing, it wouldn't be working out. It wouldn't be getting 10,000 steps. It wouldn't even be nutrition it would be sleep. And so that is what we're going to tackle with this show today. I'm going to give you some tips and some immediate practical things to take away from this episode to improve your sleep so you recover better, you're sleeping deeper, you're sleeping harder, your mind and your body are allowed to reset, to rebuild, which is what happens during sleep. And I'm going to give you my favorite tips and takeaways on how to improve how you sleep. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, before we get to that, I want to just make sure you know if you love the show or you even moderately like the show and you want to keep finding it easily, you can go ahead and click the follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Uh, you can also go to nomad-strength.com, sign up for the newsletter. I post in there, uh, send out a newsletter a handful of times a month with the highlights of some shows that have been some of the more popular ones. There's also more and more shows being uploaded to the Nomad Strength YouTube channel. Uh, 
Also follow on Instagram at Coach Ross Hillier. There's going to be just a ton of avenues to follow the show. And all of these things are, you know, there's so many different platforms nowadays. But that's kind of the point. I want to be able to reach people in as many different avenues as possible. So those are all the places you can. If you if you want to leave a review, leave five stars on the show, wherever uh, you're able to do that, that is extremely helpful in helping the show be found by more people through searches and shows up on platforms easier when there's a lot of good positive reviews. So there's been a ton of those already. So thank you for those of you who have written those, who have left five stars uh, and, have, and have subscribed and shared the show. Really means a lot. And then the last thing I'll say before we get going is the launch of the Nomad Tribe membership happened a couple of weeks back. If you are someone who is needing community and wants to be a part of a group uh, of hardened, not actually, I'm not even going to say hardened, although that is where a lot of people start. Uh, we are building ourselves up, becoming stronger men, becoming more capable and useful men. And we're doing it in a community of others that are like-minded with us. There's tons of exclusive content that happens in that community platform that I don't post anywhere else. Uh, Exclusive videos, talking recipes, talking training videos, things of that nature, exclusive long-form articles, things that if I posted them on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or anything like that, they would just not last very long uh, before it would get flagged or taken down or whatever the case may be. So if you want to be a part of that or even just see what it's about, go to tribe.nomad-strength.com and read about it, check it out. It's only 15 bucks a month to come join us, get all the exclusive behind the scenes things, early releases on the podcast, plus all that other exclusive content that I mentioned before. So that is my last little note to make before we dive into sleep. So I have a list here of a couple of things I want to make sure we talk about as it relates to sleep. The first is going to be, there's there's really only two big ones that we're going to cover today. Within those two things, there are several, ca- uh, within those two categories, rather, there are several things that I want to make sure we talk about. The first is what is called sleep hygiene. This is going to be several things that you can do to really just set the environment up to allow you to have better sleep, fall asleep faster, uh, and have more effective and deeper sleep. So these are things that you can do. A couple of these things uh, are easier than others to do. One of these things in particular is notoriously difficult for people to get their minds wrapped around. And I'll explain and you'll understand why when I get there. Um, but there's there's five things that I want to make sure we cover within sleep hygiene. The first is completely blacking out the room. Now, I understand many people have TVs in their room and watch TVs, uh, watch TV before they go to sleep. And we're actually going to get to this in a little bit. That is one of the things on here that we're going to talk about as it relates to sleep hygiene is screens and and blue light. But for the sake of this, let's pretend that the TV's off already. We want it completely dark. Blackout curtains, if possible. Uh, any kind of light coming in, regardless of the source of light. It could even be the red standby light on the TV. It could even be the blue LED lights on an alarm clock that you have. It, it seems a little crazy that they would have an effect, but it absolutely has an effect on your sleep. Now, a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about might seem a little extreme to implement, and you by no means have to implement all of these. 
I am giving you options that if you are someone who's struggling with sleeping, you never seem to wake up feeling rested, you have a hard time falling asleep, you wake up frequently throughout the night, your energy is low throughout the day, you just don't feel recovered from training. If any of these apply to you, these are things that you can do to improve your sleep. You don't have to do all of them. You can do one of them, you can do three of them, you can do None of them if you want to just stay the same, frankly. But uh, if you're someone who's struggling with sleep, here are some things that you can do. Okay, so we blackout room. Get it as absolutely dark as possible. If it's if it's impossible, which it's not, but let's play the game and say it, it's, for some people, impossible to get it completely blackout. You can get something like a sleep mask that will cover your eyes, okay? Uh, that has actually been shown to be very helpful. So we want it to be as dark as absolutely possible. And this will tie into, like I said, into the screen thing that I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes. The next thing on the list, cooler temperatures, cooler temperatures. So the sweet spot for temperatures for sleeping in a room is anywhere from 63 to 68 degrees. That's kind of the, the sweet spot as far as the window of degree. That's going to freak some people out because there are some people in this audience, and I know this because I've mentioned sleep before, and I've mentioned this before specifically, and I get messages saying, I can never drop below 72 degrees in my house or whatever. Yes, you can. I promise you can. You just have to make a decision to do it and just get over it and do it. If it's something that you really care about and you want to sleep better, then stop making excuses and drop the temperature a few degrees. I mean, honestly, uh, 63 to 68 degrees is the sweet spot. Um, if you, there are some devices that can actually, you can put into under your mattress that kind of act like a, like a mattress pad. And I believe one of them is called Chili Sleep. Um, it's essentially like a mattress pad that cycles, like it, it circulates cool water underneath your mattress pad, essentially, and keeps the your sheets and everything at a whatever temperature you set it at. You can, you know, set it at like 60 degrees and it'll keep your your side of the bed, or I, don't, I actually don't know if it goes sides of the bed, but it'll keep the bed at whatever temperature you set it at by circulating cool water through this thing. You're not like sleeping on a water bed, but it's just keeping it chilled underneath this underneath the surface of the bed there. So there are things like that that you can implement or you can just drop the thermostat a few degrees. Uh, and that's and that's that. So that's number two on the list. This, the third on the list is nasal breathing. Uh, if you're a snorer, if you uh, really snoring is the big thing. but if you wake up, you have dry mouth, you know all these kind of things have an effect on your sleep. I'm going to recommend something that is also freaks some people out and it is induced somewhat of a panic attack in a couple of people when I suggested it. And you may have heard me even suggest this doing it while you're training. And if you've followed uh, what I do for any amount of time, it's come up probably in a couple of podcast episodes when we talk about breath. Um, tape your mouth shut. And I'm serious. I mean, literally, tape your mouth shut. Uh, it will obviously force you to breathe through your nose. You will not just die in the middle of the night. And one of the things is if you get really plugged up, and you do have a hard time breathing in a certain position, your body will naturally adjust. But I can't even begin to tell you how many times people have come to me and said, I can't believe how much that helped in just one night. So if you're someone who notices you wake up with dry mouth or you're a really bad snorer, you don't necessarily need to get a mouth guard or any of these other devices. Just take a piece of masking tape and tape your mouth shut when you go to sleep. Now, let's move on to the next thing. 
this is where we're going to get into the screens and the, the blue light. So it's no surprise that most of us have TVs, laptops, smartphones, whatever it is that we're on most of the time, as much as we, you know, we say we don't want to be, we are. And, uh, those screens emit blue light. Now, blue light is the same wavelength of light that comes from the sun during the high points of the day, middle of the day, blue light. Now, when we are being peppered with blue light, we are being told in our system, in our body, we have these natural you know, biological functions. It's called your circadian rhythm, which is actually what we're going to get into in a handful of minutes. But to foreshadow this, you have these things that when you're being hit with blue light, it's telling your system, I need to be awake, I need to be moving, I need to be working. It's just our body's natural rhythm of clock, our body's natural rhythm and biological clock, okay? So after the sun goes down, we're actually gonna, I'm actually skipping ahead a little bit. We're kind of covering a lot of this uh, circadian rhythm stuff with this one. Uh, if you get hit with blue light and you're looking at screens, you're looking at cell phones, you're looking at laptops, uh, once the sun goes down, you're still getting the information that you need to be awake. You need to be moving. You need to be doing this because you're getting hit with blue light. And that's why if you've noticed when you're trying to fall asleep and you're watching TV or you're reading your phone or you're doing work and it's at nighttime, your eyes just really strain. It's because your body's telling you at one, at, at one level, it's time to go to sleep and you're ignoring it. But at the other level, it's telling your brain and the body at the same time, it's like, no, I need to be awake because I'm getting this blue light input into my system. So what we need to do is recognize that our body has a, a certain rhythm, biological clock. It's called your circadian rhythm. Again, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a couple of minutes. But cut the screens before you go to bed. Now, I generally recommend that the, that, that amount of time is at the minimum one hour before you go to bed. Absolutely zero screens, one hour prior to bedtime. No TV, no cell phone, no uh, iPad, no laptop, whatever it is. Cut them all out. Do normal human things like read a book or you know interact with the people in your home. You can do some stretching. You can do some mobility work. You can uh, make some tea. You can just relax. Or you know what? You could probably just go to bed an hour earlier and uh, probably make up for a lot of your sleep problems that you claim to have. You know, if we didn't spend the extra hour watching Netflix or finishing whatever episode that we need to think we stay awake for you could just go to bed an hour earlier and shut it off. Uh, but if that's the case, no screens is going to really help a lot of that. that. That's one of the things that people come to me and say that's helped the most is cutting the screens. That and the uh, taping the mouth shut, two of the most helpful things that I've got in reports of, of being the most helpful for people. So the final one is if you want to take this even an extra level uh, and, and do your best to shield yourself from... EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, which come from things like your cell phone from the cellular data, or even more more common in homes is Wi-Fi. Uh, something I would recommend with, that you do at night is turn your Wi-Fi router off at night before you go to sleep. Um, especially if you're someone who sleeps with a phone in your room. And if you sleep with the phone in your room, chances are it's really close to your head. And if all of those EMF frequent, all of those uh, electromagnetic frequencies are being just blasted from your phone right next to your head nonstop for hopefully seven to nine hours every night, uh, 
you know, there's some things that could happen potentially down the road that uh, electromagnetic frequencies have been shown to potentially have negative effects. Uh, so why not just mitigate that as best you can? So to back up with sleep hygiene, we have blackout rooms, cold temperatures, breathe through your nose by taping your mouth shut, cut the screens an hour before you go to bed, and then uh, do your best to cut the EMFs, Wi-Fi, turn it off, cell phone, uh, turn off, air, put on airplane mode or put it in another room. You really don't need a, a, your phone in your bedroom. Um, people say using his alarm clock, you can just go buy an alarm clock. You don't need your cell phone in there to do that. Uh, and so those are going to be the, free, the, the five things that we talk about as far as sleep hygiene. Now, the second category of things we alluded to uh, a little bit with circadian rhythm, and we talk about it as the biological clock of our body that is set by the rising and falling of the sun. So it, it shouldn't come as a surprise that we would tend to operate better and have a better biological rhythm if we went to sleep and woke up with the sun, right? Now, that's obviously seasonal is going to be seasonally is going to be some some big changes. And in the winter, I live in Idaho, I don't want to go to sleep at 5pm in the winter, because that's when the sun goes down. So uh, there are some things obviously that aren't that are going to be some extenuating circumstances. But um, for the most part, we should do our best to to rise and fall with the sun as close to it as we can. And if not, you know, winter months, for example, you, you can have things like blue light blocking glasses. So if you're going to continue to be on screens for a few hours, because it's only 5pm in the evening, and you know, you're not going to go to bed at five. And uh, you're gonna, you know, maybe watch a movie or do some work for a couple hours, get some blue light blocking glasses that will help that process. And then the other thing is, if you are not going to be able to match it exactly with the rising and falling of the sun, what you can do to help set your rhythm, uh, and, and you can do this as best you can, is get that light from the sun in your eyes, on your skin, as early as you can. I'm talking within the first 30 minutes of sunrise every single day. And then on the other side of this, get the light in your eyes and on your skin late, the last 30 minutes before sunset. That's going to do wonders for helping you set your biological clock. Otherwise, again, our circadian rhythm. So I mean in your eyes and on your skin. So even in the winter when it's cold, yes, get outside, stand in the sun for five to 10 minutes, just let the sun, and, and the reason for this that early morning and late evening light is a different wavelength of light than that midday, that blue light that we talked about. That is far more infrared light. And so that is why it's, you know, we call it like golden hour or that early morning sun where you can, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily mean staring right at the sun, but you can and it doesn't hurt because it's a different wavelength of light. It's that infrared light. So if you can get that on your eyes, in your eyes and on your skin, five to 10 minutes in the morning within the first 30 minutes of sunrise. And then within the last 30 minutes before sunset, that's actually going to help a ton regulate your circadian rhythm and allow you to sleep deeper. So these are the, I mean, really, that seemed like a lot of stuff probably, but these are like the basics of if you're having trouble sleeping and recovering and you have low energy, all those things that I mentioned earlier, this is like step one. Use these things to mitigate it as best you can. If, if you try all of these things, and I don't necessarily recommend trying them all at once, 
But if you've tried all of these things and you've given it time, you've given it, you know, several weeks or uh, at each of these things or with a combination of them and nothing is still happening, then there might be something else going on where we can maybe, you know, see a sleep specialist or do these other things, maybe from a medical perspective. But if you're at least not, if you're not doing any of these, this is like the lowest hanging fruit that almost everybody will see some improvement doing one of these things. Uh, if you need to do multiple of them, it's it's probably just going to help you more. So I get asked about sleep and recovery all the time. Uh, these are my go-tos recommendation-wise if we have any sleep problems. So if any of those things that I mentioned earlier, you have low energy, you're not recovering well from training, you're waking up frequently during the night, you can't fall asleep well, you're you're waking up and you're groggy, all of these things can be improved by doing any of these things that we talked about today. Regulating your circadian rhythm, sleep and wake with the sun if you can, get that early morning and late evening light, and then all the things related to the actual sleeping environment, sleep habitat. Black out the room, cold temperatures, breathe through your nose, no screens, cut the EMFs. I, I promise one of those things, probably multiple of them will make some sort of difference and just give it time to let it work. So if you have any more direct questions about this, feel free to email me, feel free to DM me on Instagram, uh, reach out via the website nomad-strength.com, ask questions away. I'm always game to answer questions. Uh, and then if you want even more in-depth coaching or more, more in-depth response, take a look at joining the tribe. I answer questions in there all the time. We do live Q&As. Uh, I'm very responsive in there. It's essentially just like a, a, a public feed forum you know, Facebook group type of thing. So if you want to be a part of that, again, go check that out, tribe.nomad-strength.com. And uh, I'll look forward to hearing your questions. And we will have a great show this coming Monday. I'm really pumped for you guys to hear this one. I've got some news to follow along with that as well. So that's all for today. Hope you all had a great week and I'll catch you on Monday.